All right, I'm here with uh, Chris Hobble with me on the line here. We're just chopping it up, talking about sales. And I know yesterday I posted a video about objections. Chris was telling me, you know, you got to throw some examples out there of, of objections, you know. Sometimes I talk very quickly and I talk about the way I handle things, but people want to actually hear how that sounds. So, Chris, what kind of objections do you think we should go over here? I think uh, probably the most common one in any industry is uh, maybe I'm busy or I don't have time, or it's not the right time, something to that effect. All right, so you're talking about an initial objection up front in the beginning of a phone call. All right, so if somebody would hit me with the I'm busy response, you want to acknowledge that one first. So I'll say, hey, I totally get you're busy. I'll make this super quick for you. But anyways, what were you looking to get accomplished when you went online? You see, the most important part of that response, Chris, was the pivot to the question, trying to take your mind off I'm busy, and now taking your mind somewhere else to what were you trying to accomplish when you got online? And a lot of times when I do that, the client will end up answering that question and say, well, you know, I was just looking for lower rates or I was looking to save some money. Then I'll say, oh, okay. And what piqued your interest to save money? Then they answer that question. Then five, 10 minutes down the line, we're talking about their whole life and they completely forgot that they're busy. Uh, so that would happen a lot of times and I'll keep the conversation going. If they answer it and then they come back and say, yeah, but I told you I'm busy, man. You know, I'll say like, all right, let me work on this for you. We could set up an appointment. You know, what exactly are you trying to get done here? I'll get some information uh, and I'll leave them a little bit of candy. So they answer me, you know, things are looking very good for you. Make sure you answer. I'll call you at three o'clock. So those are the two ways I handle objections typically for the I'm busy. If they're really busy and they hang up on me, then I'll just shoot them a text and I'll say, hey, Sounds like you're really busy. Didn't want to bother you, but I think I have some, you know, great opportunities for you. What time do you free up? And then sometimes I'll try to get the conversation going in a text or an email, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Just to piggyback on that, I think the most important thing when somebody tells you they're busy is the acknowledgement. Hey, I totally understand you're busy. Here's what I can do for you real quick. And then not only do you put an emphasis on, hey, I'm going to I'm gonna be real quick here. I won't waste any of your time here. Real quick. You know, you say these words that are like up-tempo, that lets them know that you acknowledge that they're busy. You say words that imply that it, you know, you're not gonna take up much of their time. And then not only that, but you pick up the pace. You know, you pick up the pace when you're speaking to them, because then it shows them that you value their time. 100%. how quickly you're working. 100%, matching their tempo is what you're talking about. If you get like an older lady from Georgia that talks very slow, you gotta match your tempo. How's it going, Martha? Awesome. Sometimes I gotta slow myself down. You gotta match a client's tempo. And I love what you said there because I realize I do that as well. Real quick, tell me how about this? Okay, and last two questions, how about this? So I'll keep throwing out those cues to let them know, hey, we're, we're moving along. We're gonna make this quick for you, you know? Instead of doing it the opposite and saying like, okay, no problem. Well, let me tell you a little bit about our company and just going into a whole fucking brand when they just told you they're busy and they don't have time you know so yeah i think yeah, I, thing, yeah. real quick sorry to cut you off there, no you're Alex. good when somebody gives you an objection of i'm busy or i don't have time for this right now i've had clients where they'll tell me like hey i'm in a meeting i can't talk and it's like okay well guess what like if i'm in a meeting i'm not answering my phone okay yeah so somebody says hey i'm in a meeting or hey i'm busy you know it's usually just an objection that they it, it's usually an excuse rather you know, in the form of, a, uh, of an objection. So a when, smoke you, when you acknowledge that, hey, I'm busy, and you say, hey, I totally understand, and then you pivot and you be quick and you say words like, hey, I'll be real quick, and they stay on the phone with you. I've had conversations where somebody told me they were in a meeting and I ended up being on the phone with them for 30, 40 minutes. Yeah, I so mean, it just matters how you respond to it. I mean, who are we kidding? We do that ourselves, you know? Sometimes we say we're busy when we're not busy, you know? It's human nature, but yeah, I agree with you, man. The majority of the time, 
whatever they say is actually really not the case because 80% of I'm busy turns into a half an hour conversation with me. Absolutely. I think I think the way you fail at that objection is by getting upset and just shutting down and saying, okay, well, let's schedule an appointment. Okay, what time can I call you later? Because the second you say that and provide no value and just give them what they want and let them off the phone, the odds of them answering you back or even responding back to your text, email, if you're even doing that, Maybe you're just hanging up and setting an appointment is very slim to none. So I'd say, yeah, acknowledge, build value, build relevance and give it your all, man. And try to keep it going. If you can't keep it going, try to communicate with all facets of communication, text, email, build that value. Uh, so that, that's in the beginning of the call. You know, other objections that you get like, you know, hey, I just want to shop this around. Hey, I'm glad you told me that, you know, again, you acknowledge them first. You know, the good thing about working with me is I do all the shopping for you. And here's, you know, how the interest rates look today. The lowest rate on a 30 year is this, the highest rate is this. I told you the price of the lowest. I told you the reason I picked this for you. Other lenders, some of them are taking 90, 100 days to close your loan. We're gonna get this done for you in two to three weeks in the comfort of your home. Now's not the time to shop this around while rates are going up. Now's the time to work with someone that can get this done fast and easy for you with the best deal and provide the best service for you for life because you know this is one of the largest financial uh, assets you have. You wanna work with somebody reputable. I don't go to the cheapest doctor, I go to the best doctor in town. I don't care about the price. I care about the service and the healing. Absolutely. So one thing you mentioned uh, yesterday, the day before when you posted that video about dealing with objections, you said something about uh, embracing the objection. And it's it's really something that people should do and not be intimidated by it. And what I mean by embracing the objection is, number one, an objection doesn't mean that they don't want what you have to offer. It actually means the exact opposite. It means they're interested in what you have to offer. If somebody says an objection like, oh, the cost is too high, or oh, I gotta talk with my wife, or oh, uh, I'm gonna wait, or whatever the case may be. Those objections mean that they are interested in what you have and there's a reason why they're not moving forward. So the whole anatomy of a sale and guiding a client uh, along the path of getting them to a point where it, you know that relationship becomes transactional is uncovering what they're hesitating on. What is, yeah. what is the pain point? And then once you get to that point, and by embracing the objections, because an objection in my world is a buying sign. So when I acknowledge that objection, embrace that objection, provide a solution to the objection, and that allows you to move forward. At the very least, keeps the conversation going. Either you're gonna get the deal by overcoming that objection, or you're gonna, at the very least, keep the door open for a possible transaction to happen at some point. 100%, so what you're saying is, like, if I say, like, hey, the costs are too high, what I'm actually really saying is, hey, I like the product and the service, but tell me why the costs are acceptable. That's what they're actually trying to say. Or, hey, I'm shopping, or, hey, I wanna shop this around. What they're actually saying is, I wanna do business with you, but tell me why I shouldn't shop. So if you just reverse engineer it and look at it that way, then it's just, it's just you have to provide the value. You haven't provided enough value to get rid of the objection is the thing. So it's on us as salespeople. It's on us as fathers. If our, if our kids make mistakes, sometimes it's on us as fathers. In a relationship, if there's an issue, like you, sometimes you have to take responsibility on things. Yeah, so an objection like I'm busy or I gotta talk to my wife, that kind of thing, usually that's, that's not the true objection. And by acknowledging these objections and uncovering the true objection by keeping the conversation going, acknowledging the objections, you, you eventually will uncover the true objection, which could be something like price, like, okay, the closing costs or the price is too high or whatever the case may be. Then that allows you to attack that objection in a couple different ways. One is, okay, if the price is too high for them, then you can explain the value more in detail because what you're selling is worth what you're selling it for. The client or the person you're speaking to to sell the product to clearly just doesn't have enough information about the product that you're selling because they're not convinced. 
So you have to do a better job of providing value to your client by explaining to them what you can do for them, what the product is doing for them. And then if it isn't that, let's say you've got some wiggle room on the price, you can attack that, you know, on a hard close. Like, hey, Alex, if if the costs are, are this much and I can drop them to this much, you like everything else and you're willing to move forward if I get the cost to this this amount? Yes. Okay, cool. Let me go work on that for you. Get the approval. I'll get right back to you. You'll be able to answer your phone in five minutes. Yep. Or better yet, hang on the line for two minutes. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to grab my manager right now. That was the first half of the video. And I said, that's basic training. I said that the real training comes into uh, play when you could get rid of objections before they rise. So what I mean by that, Chris, is if I know that you got spreadsheets in front of you and you're a shopper, then I'm going to tell you why you shouldn't shop five times before I present my option to you before I close. Why? Because if I say it five times before you say it even once, most of the time I get rid of it. So I'll say, hey, Chris, you know, it sounds like you like getting the best deal here. Here's the great news about working with me. I get the best deal for you. And then 10 minutes later, hey, Chris, you know, another great thing about us is I'm going to give you the lowest rate on the market today. So there's no point to shop it around because you're getting the absolute lowest. And then later on in the call, I'll say, hey, Chris, great news is, you know, with shopping this around as such there's no money coming out of your pocket so it's going to be a very minimal transaction for you and the difference usually between lender to lender when you roll it into 30 years is like a dollar or two a month and you're going to get that for the service and working with me <laughs> it's going to make sense definitely it's going to be worth it pivot so like i would say three four five times why you shouldn't shop and then at the end you're pretty much like embarrassed or nervous to say shop because you're like damn this guy already you know he fucking pummeled and stepped on and shattered the shopping objection how am I going to hit him with it right now at the end? So that was the other half of my video. I was saying, look, instead of acknowledging, responding back to the benefits and going over all that shit, why don't we just say the objection before the client does? We could guess the objection. If I have a 77 year old lady that hasn't done anything in 20 years, she's probably going to wait. If I have somebody that keeps mentioning their husband six times, they're probably going to spouse me. If I have somebody that, you know, has spreadsheets and they got their credit pulled 19 times last week, they're probably a shopper. So you could guess the objections you're going to get. Why don't you try to get rid of those before they arise? Yeah. And that's what Absolutely. I was trying to say. And then, so isolating the objection is instrumental in determining where the client is comfortable at moving forward. And one of the biggest lies in terms of an objection that you get from a client is I got to talk to my spouse, okay? Whatever, the, whatever you're selling and whatever the client is on the phone for or in front of you for to, to possibly purchase or move forward with on a deal, number one, in the way to isolate that objection so that they don't say, oh, I got to talk to my I spouse. I mean, it could be real. It just depends on the industry. I mean, me and you are in the finance industry. So if you're saving somebody money or getting somebody cash, most of the time you don't really got to talk about your spouse. It's good news you're bringing to the table. You should celebrate with your spouse. But if, but if I'm buying, you know, a Mercedes Benz 2022, I probably got to talk to my wife, you know? If you do, that's great. But isolating that objection up front, like, hey, Alex, I know we're talking about, you know, this Mercedes or whatever the case may be. Is there anyone else besides you that's involved in the decision making process on this purchase? No, I mean, I make the yeah. decisions, but I got to run it by my wife. But I definitely want to run it by my wife because it's going to be a big financial move for us. OK, perfect. Then you can dig deeper on that to see where, hey, have you talked to her about it already? Uh, no, not really, man. But I, I probably talked to her tonight. OK, great. So. Knowing your wife, obviously you married, you, you know, you married her, you know her pretty well. If you were to come home with a Mercedes, you know, she'd be pretty happy about having a Mercedes. But what do you think she'd have an issue with if you were to go and purchase this Mercedes besides the fact that it's just a big transaction? That would be the only thing. Okay, perfect. So everybody knows, you know, Mercedes, you get value, it's the best or nothing, right? So then I could talk about price. I could talk about value. I could talk about these, you know, couple things here and there. Safety is a concern. You know, we have the highest safety rating. You can hype it up that way. So if you tell, then it just opens the door for you to bring up value and then get to the get the client to the point where it's like, okay, well, hey, if I can accomplish X, Y, and Z, 
Do you think your wife would be happy about that? Gotcha. And then at the very least, that allows you to get that client that's in front of you on board. So then when it comes time to actually talk to his wife, it's not, hey, honey, can I buy this car? It's, hey, honey, I'm thinking I'm going to buy this car. I just want to go over with you. I'm in love with it. The guy that was taking care of me told me all about it. It has this. It has that. Now he's selling his wife or his or her husband yep. or whatever, right? So they're doing the job for you. So if that is a true objection, then you want to make sure you isolate all the objections that he might have, especially when it comes to his spouse yeah. or her spouse. Even some sarcasm, you know? How about we put a bow tie on this Benz for you, Chris? Let's take it to the house and surprise her on the driveway, man. Take a video and let me know how she reacts. As a matter of fact, I'll drive it behind you. Get in your car. You know? Let's go right now. Some awkward sarcasm. But hey, that was a great topic, man. Thanks a lot for being uh, on the show. Aces Academy here talking about objections i think this is a, a great episode here for anybody listening and this is uh you know more of what we need to do give them in depth what they need to hear so thanks a lot chris habu here mortgage make sure you follow like join anytime brother thanks a lot for being here brother